You're listening to My Solo Road by Divine Media. Hello, friends. Welcome back to My Solo Road. It is Sydney, your host, per usual, every time. How are you? How is it going? Uh, We have a very exciting episode for you today. I am sitting down with a couple of guests who I love. You will get to meet them in just a minute. But I just wanted to update you on what is happening in my own life. We are in Joshua Tree right now, Henry and myself. His van is still in uh, the dealership getting some maintenance done. So I actually had the idea, I don't know, at some point, it had been at the dealership for several days at that point, and they realized something else needed to be ordered. And so it was going to be like another week. And so um, I have a friend at VanCraft, or I used to at least, we just hadn't talked in a while, and I guess he sold the company. Things you don't need to know. But I remembered there was this company in, in San Diego or the greater area, like Carlsbad Oceanside. So Henry and I both reached out to them hoping we could just get in touch with someone and we did and so he has rented a van at VanCraft which typically run I think $120 a day for the standard size van and it's honestly worked out so well so he picked up the van transferred some of his stuff from his actual van at the dealership to the rental and now we came out to the desert and we're just hanging in Joshua Tree how we typically would and this whole vibe you guys know just makes us so much happier than having to sit in a city for too long I love San Diego. It's my one of my favorite places, but it just feels so much better to like escape every few weeks, I feel like. And so we have to be in Southern California. I know I've said this every week for the last few weeks, but I'm just going to keep doing it in case this is someone's first time like tuning in. I have to stay in Southern California because my new van will be done. We officially got the deadline, which will be the end of February. So my van has to be done by then according to them. And so by my birthday, March 14th, I will have my van and I should be pretty moved in at that point. It's definitely going to take some time, but I'm just so excited to be like having a deadline and moving into that direction because for the last maybe month or two, it's felt a little like, is it going to be done? Like when is that going to happen? And I just don't like like putting pressure on anyone because I want the best van possible. And so, you know, I don't want to rush anyone who's like trying to do their best work, obviously. Anyways, we've got the deadline we're excited. And so we're just hanging in this area until that is all done. And then who knows where we're going to go. I'm definitely dying to go back up to Washington. Maybe we'll get to Alaska. This year I have all of my Trova trips. So our van travels will be a little bit more limited than usual. And speaking of the Trova trips, I just found out that there was like a week-long extension on when this first Costa Rica, like the payments are officially due. So most people, almost everyone has officially paid in full. But if you want to come to Costa Rica with me at the end of March of this year, like as in, what is that? Six weeks or something? Five, seven, whatever. You get the point. Six or seven weeks. End of March. If you want to come on that trip, you would have less time to pay in full, obviously, because you're signing up a little bit later, but you still can come. So we have two positions that just opened up, I think, yesterday. And so if you want to come, you're welcome to do that. And the deadline is February 6th. So this episode will be out February 1st, and you'll have six days to sign up for Costa Rica in March. And we do have two spots available in Bali. And that trip is going to be in May. You know, they all of these trips like they get full and then someone has to back out, you know, at some point because like life happens. And so it's just this constant process of like updating you guys if it's full or if there are 
spots available. And so stick with me while I have to do that here and there, just because if you want the opportunity to come, obviously I would like to share that with you. So right now we have two spots for the first Costa Rica trip in March, the deadline being February 6th, and then two in Bali. And the deadline's not for a little bit longer, but if you do want to come, I do recommend signing up because they do fill up pretty quickly. And then the other three, Costa Rica 2.0, Morocco, and Thailand are 100% full and booked out. So I am so excited for all of these trips. Uh, Shay's coming on four of the trips with me and my mom is actually coming on the fifth one with me, the Costa Rica 2.0 trip. And Shay and I specifically are just like, we talk about these nonstop. We're just booking Airbnbs like before and after the actual group trips just to kind of like additionally explore the areas and these countries that we don't know for sure if we'll ever get to come back to. And so the whole process is just so exciting, but the actual group trip portion is going to be so fun because I think a lot of my followers, not everyone of course, but a lot of people are solo travelers or very independently like minded people. And so the opportunity to like explore a completely different country that I've never been to with like 20 people will just be so exciting and so much fun and nothing that I have any experience doing. And so I'm just anticipating it to be a very good time, especially with all of the activities that we're going to be doing and all the places we'll be staying, whatever. So if you are interested, go ahead and sign up for one of those that are available. And I think that's pretty much everything. Um, In terms of clothing line, I know I've given a couple updates, but that should be launching in the next couple months. We're just wrapping up loose ends and putting in like the big bulk orders now that we've worked the last year on finalizing all of the products and all everything that we want to kind of be perfect. I mean, we are actually already working on the second launch because I would like to start to expand things, but I am the sole, you know, when an actual company starts, they have like investors and things and I, I don't have that. It's just me. So when I start a clothing line, I'm the one taking all of the financial investment. I mean, it's just my literal money. And so this first launch is going to be smaller because it ain't cheap, you know, but I'm really excited and I'm just so hopeful that the future will be like, like this clothing line will be something for me and something I can always look forward to and kind of have as a creative outlet because I obviously I went to school for fashion. So it makes sense. Although I kind of I always thought for the last, like, or the the first couple years I was on the road, I thought, why did I go to college for that? What a waste of time. But it was such a huge passion of mine for so many years. And so to be diving back into that with a group of people who are creative and inspiring has, like, awoken that dream of 18-year-old Sydney back up. And especially because it's going to be very outdoorsy like geared. It's just so fun. I don't know. It's just, it's a very fun project that I wasn't totally expecting, but I had been thinking about for a while. And then the opportunity kind of came up when I discovered this like company that I'm now working with and who's helping me so much. So anyways, update on that. A couple months. I will shut up now. We are going to be talking with Sam and Kelly, our good friends. We've known them for... I think like two years now. And we met the first time I was ever in Mexico. And yeah, we've just stayed in touch ever since then. Such a fun couple. They have such a phenomenal story. I'm sure we will go over that. But they're just like the happiest, most upbeat, uplifting, kind people to be around. Like, I feel like if you're ever in a down mood, being around people like this, they just, not that that even necessarily happened. I just mean they're like Kelly and like in particular, but they really both have a similar personality where they're just so positive. They're so light to be around. And so just having them in your life, it just is 
it's very positive. And so every time we were around them, I was like, wow, you're like, I'm like laughing so much. I'm smiling so much. They just have a, a very light aura, I feel like, about them. And so, yeah, they're just great people to have in your life. And so we will be sitting down with them, talking for a while. And also you can follow them at Sam and Kelly's Van. I'm sure we will say that again at the end, but that is where you can kind of follow them. Definitely on Instagram. And I think like Sam and Kelly on YouTube. So get yourself a beverage. I will be drinking red wine. Who is surprised? And here are my dear friends, Sam and Kelly. We're here with Sam and Kelly's van, and I just want to lay a good foundation for the people. Who you are, what you do. So let's start off with how long have you been living full-time on the road? Well, hi. We have been living on the road for a year and a half so far. Yeah. Yeah, we got the van in 2020. We are the typical pandemic van life dreamers. We started binging like van life videos mid 2020 and mm. yeah and we've been on the road for a year and a half it took 10 months to finish our build and you're currently in mexico yes baja currently yeah, in baja. second time okay so where all have you been in the last year and a half can you list everywhere or is that so much oh yeah we went on like the west coast then we went to baja yeah we went to yeah. baja six months into living mm -hmm. in the van you were here yes that's where we met you yeah that's actually where i met sam and kelly we were in what's that town called we were in loretto Loretto. Yes. Henry and I pulled into Loretto and we could not find any RV park that wasn't super full. And so we pulled in one. She said it was full. Liar. And so then we left. And then I think you DM'd me and you were like, oh, we're actually, we just saw you something. And I was like, oh yeah, like wish we could have said hi, but she was busy. I, it was some conversation like that. And then you were like, oh, Sam loves that woman and she loves him. So I'll just have him go ask. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. We, we met up at the RV park and then Sam somehow had a way with words with the woman who only spoke Spanish and he only spoke English. Yes. But somehow they I love connected. Her. Yeah. Yeah. We had a bond. Yeah. And she's like, no, you can just park right here. And it was perfect. It was easy. Yeah. Well, it must have worked because we literally came back five minutes later after you had talked to her and she was like, yeah, come on in. Like, this is how much it is. And I, I was like, okay, Sam. <laughs> yeah, I got away Sam, with words. Sam has a way with words. But yeah, so we were in Baja last year for four months and then we did like Oregon, Washington. Vancouver, Swamish. Yeah, Vancouver. And then we uh, got married. Yes, Oh my we God, did. I can't wait to yeah. talk about that. Yeah, we had a super long honeymoon. We were in and Europe then, uh, for like two months. Yeah. And then we came back to the US for a month, had just like a... Fix up the van, honestly. Yeah, a month of fixing it up. And then we came back to Baja because we didn't know what else to do. We're like, Baja it is. Right. And you have Starlink now. Yes. Yeah. As of yesterday. Well, okay. Starlink just makes... Everyone knows I, um, Henry and I are obsessed with Mexico, but it was like... That was the biggest frustration being in Mexico is trying yeah. to find reliable internet. And the fact that like Starlink has come out now, and I mean, now I feel like I see it on people's roofs and stuff all the time, but it's the most convenient thing ever. And we just learned a fun hack. You want to share this fun hack that we talked about right before we started recording? You can order Starlink in Mexico since we're living here at the moment and it's like half off and yes. then the monthly charge is half off yes so if you're planning on being like in mexico or yeah. in baja just have it shipped to a place in mexico in baja and then it's half off yeah and then you have two months once you get back to the states to change your address because it'll just tell you because like oh like i know you've been in california yeah. or wherever for yeah. two months right. but while you're down here it's a huge hack yeah okay so how did you ship it i'm just curious where you shipped it to 
the kids these days that are coming to Baja know everything. We didn't. We just like, came we here. We feel like we're like don't know anything. <laughs> they keep bringing up places in Baja that we had never been to, and I thought we had seen it all, done it all. We were there for like four months. Yeah, yeah. and there's apparently two places you can ship to: one in La Paz, yeah. one in Todos. Yeah, and it's a palperia. That's what it's called. And it's yeah. just walked in. There was like nine starlings just on the wall, and one of them had my name on it, and like just millions of packages. Everyone are... here has starlings now. It's crazy. It's like insane. And all these beaches, like I mean, you. Were here last year with us like it was like kind of busy at some points but like no, now insane. we're here earlier than we were last year and it is packed every beach is just jam-packed i've never seen so many people here it's crazy oh my god i know well so we're we've been talking about if we should go this year or not but because of the, my new van and like the timing is so awkward we don't know like would i go down right now in this van which would be totally fine but then the van would be done and i'd be so excited and then we'd have to come back up or totally. do I wait for the new van and then that's, you know, maybe we're looking at March and then it's like gets pretty hot there in mm -hmm. what, like May? You're going to have air conditioning? I will have AC, but I also, I plan on relying on the AC, but you just never know with AC. I've heard so many, all of the tales is that it pulls a lot of power. So I'm going totally. to have to play. It pulls a ton. Yeah, I'm planning on having to power it. Fun fact, I didn't say yet, is that my AC unit is going to be from a company called Cruise and Comfort is what it's called and um it goes under the van instead of on top of the van goes under the van oh, that's kind of nice Wait, yeah. that, it's so big so it takes up your entire real estate on the roof yeah it's crazy. i know well so i can have a deck up there i can have a skylight the vent fan and have the ac but the whole unit was built specifically to be underneath rvs and vans and it's like super tested obviously for any mud or splatter or anything that might could get up there it's like i don't know mud proof all of the things proof. oh that's I don't know. so yeah. cool yeah, bumpy road. It's Baja proof. Okay, so out of all the places that you've been, so you've stayed pretty primarily west, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. A couple of our friends, like, have been in, like, the Midwest and the East Coast and say it's really hard to live in a van over there. So yeah. we just kind of avoided right? that. Yeah. yeah. I can't say it's, like, not worth it, but it's one of those things where it's, like, you go out there and there, I mean... I guess there's just different kinds of people. Some people go out there and they're like, you can find beauty in everything. And I'm like, okay, the most beautiful thing in Indiana. <laughs> and that's where I'm from. Just for anyone listening, it's all peace and love. I love Indiana. It's my home. But the most beautiful thing there is probably just as pretty as like the ugliest thing in California. You know what I'm saying? I would have to agree with that. <laughs> oh my God. That's yes. amazing. Yeah. We know there's not a mountain in sight. There's not a beach in sight, a, a good beach. Mm -hmm. That's so true. There yeah. is the river. Is there's there a, a river? river? In Indiana. In Indiana. A single one. I think. Okay. So you're both from California, correct? Yeah. We're yeah. both from like the Ventura County area. Yeah. Same um, hometown. In between Santa Barbara and LA. And it's kind of like partially why we stay in the west coast so much we just love the west coast and it's just so open for van life not necessarily california mm -hmm. but we didn't explore that many other states before we were in the van i mean i don't know how many people are spending a long time in other states just for fun or for travel i think it's a lot of times like retirees will do all 50 states or something but we definitely just wanted to experience more of the west coast of california because we are only familiar really with southern california we went to school at san francisco state so we got to be a little bit familiar with that. But then once we got in the van, we're like, we need to venture out to other states and see what they're like. And yeah, we've like fallen in love with just the West Coast in general. Yeah. All of the West Coast. Yeah. Do you have a favorite place? Well, right now, Baja is perfect for van life. Yeah. Like, that's why we came back again this year. It's literally, yeah. like, the most perfect place oh God, to live so in a true. van. It's, like, one of the few places where I feel like you could, like, be fully open. They are down with you being here. Yeah. You know? Because, like, so, it's, as so you know. Communities, like, do not welcome van life. Yeah. 
and you feel kind of trapped, especially in cities, I'm sure you know. And right. But besides Baja, we really like Colorado and Moab. I really like Jackson Hole, so spread out. Yeah. Yeah, I just like that whole area. Anywhere that you can spread out easily, yeah. I feel like it's like a great place to be in the van. And yeah. the West Coast has a lot more options, I feel like. A hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I feel like the entire West Coast is pretty van friendly, even like Oregon and Washington and like everywhere that we've been, at least, you know, you might get like a grouchy neighborhood person or something like, I don't know, making a face at you. But at least like people on the West Coast, everyone on the West Mm -hmm. Coast has seen like a van life before. Whereas when you go out east, it's not even like always a rude thing or they don't want you there. It, it's like way more curious because totally. they're just like, oh my God, I saw a TikTok about this one time and I've never seen one in my in person. And so they just have a ton of questions, which is obviously, I like that excites me. It's not a problem yeah. at all, but sometimes your just van looks like shit and it or like it stinks or like something and you're just like i'm sorry but i was just getting groceries i didn't like intend on doing a tour right now and so that part of it just gets a little bit old yeah exactly it's like imagine you like walked into someone's house like your house is something i've seen on tv before can i come in you know like it's a very weird feeling yeah exactly do you have a least favorite place because you guys really i remember you like loving portland oregon and there's a lot to like about portland oregon but i remember leaving and being like "Eh," like not for me you know why though is like we ate out constantly Mm. like we tried everything there and we just spent a lot of money there and i think that's like part of the reason we liked it so much but (laughs) it's funny you say that because even that is like a very controversial place because people were dming us too and they're like why do you like portland yeah and we're i don't know it's just i don't know thrift shopping such good food food. yeah Yeah, but we went there to like make a whole video about eating our way through portland and we're like we got to go out we went to like 10 restaurants in like five days and it's amazing but then like we have friends that moved there that are super depressed because the weather is so bad and they're like do not move here like it's not a good idea yeah i don't know being in the van too gives you like a different perspective and we always say that obviously like your opinion on a city or a state or whatever is completely determined in your time there totally because if you have an amazing time and like you for example didn't you now don't like that city whereas we had such a good experience so it totally depends i don't know it's honestly so true like I feel like we all, everyone can be so judgmental based on like a week or two weeks or three weeks. That, that Yeah. Like yeah. I encountered a few to certain places. There's like a stereotype, Portland being very hipster, that kind of like what you just, I don't know, you see other people making fun of. And then I went to Portland and I, like you said, there's t- so much great food totally. and like there's obvious, I just don't want to DM from somebody being like, I live in Portland and I swear I'm nice. Like, obviously there's nice people in Portland, but like I would go into a coffee shop or something and I just felt like the aura of some people there were like, <laughs> yeah, so, yes, yeah, so pretentious and so snobby. And I was just like, dude, get the fuck over yourself. Like there's nothing wrong with working at a coffee shop, but you're talking yeah. to me like I'm such an idiot and like <laughs> I just don't. It's just an iced oat milk latte, and then we can all move on from this experience. But, like, why am I embarrassed ordering my coffee? I just don't understand. No, 100%. Like, and also, I feel like if you like a place, like, for example, San Diego, like, we like San Diego. And if someone says that they hate San Diego, we're like, what? Like, you didn't even go to the right places then. Mm -hmm. Or you didn't experience it the right way. I don't know. It's It totally depends on your experience there. Yeah. And it's also, in the van, as you know, a lot of these experiences are very quick. You know, like, you'll have, like, oh, like, I spent, like, three days here, and if you had a good three days, like, it's like, oh, like, this is the best place ever. If you had a bad three days, like, I'm never going back Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Although I've never heard in my life someone not like San Diego. We just heard that recently. They didn't like it because they 
totally valid they said that they felt unwelcome in san diego like you know you have to like stealth camp and you can't be like very out and stuff so they expected san diego to be like this big stretch of beaches where you can like a bar you know park up by the uh. beach and then when they realized they had to stealth camp and like they felt unwelcome then therefore it's just like a wash for them like they just don't like it anymore interesting i never had the expectation that i would be able to just have all my doors open on the beach or something same. Yeah. Same. i don't go to like the really there's obviously very like rich areas of san diego and i don't spend a lot of time in those places like we spend a lot of time in in ocean beach no. which is like there's tons of vans everyone yeah. is so chill i have my doors open all the time and it just feels more of like chill people and we are obsessed with ob because of it and there's like really good food there and so yeah just there's totally. great food yeah but this is a weird change in topic but i am curious and i do want to like roughly stay on track because otherwise i could just chat for hours what were you guys doing before you moved into the van like wh where were you living what like what were you doing what was happening we were living in sherman oaks which is a city like 15 minutes outside of la yeah okay and we were just working full-time I was a um, podcast producer slash, like, assistant to this comedian. And Sam... I was a video editor. So I was, like, working with post-production okay. for, like, movies and TV shows. Like, kind of, like, promotional post-production stuff. Like, trailers for trailers shows. Trailers and uh, TV shows and stuff like that. It was fun. Yeah. So were you both remote before van life? No. No, even, like, during the pandemic, okay. I was going into the office. No, like, again. literally, like, she was never remote once. Oh. Yeah. It was, like, kind of sus. Because I couldn't really be, because I was working with... <laughs> she, she was never remote one time. <laughs> no. Yeah. Super safe. I went um, full remote, and it was, like, kind of dope. Because, like, in my industry, like, it was, like, a no-no, because, like, it would be always, like, unreleased mm. movies and stuff. So it was, like, if they ever caught you with the stuff at home, like, they're, like, you're going to jail. But then everyone went remote during the pandemic. And I'm, yeah. like, oh, I'm never going back. Yeah. And I never did honestly love that but part of the thing was i was going in every day so then i was like oh my gosh this is like a little insane and like even maybe longer hours than i was normally doing so then just like all of these things combined just like frustrations and everything was making me think like am i literally gonna do this for the rest of my life like every single day so i kind of convinced sam i was like <laughs> okay look at these videos on youtube Look at these like van tours. I think like we could do something like this. The first time I was interested was I saw a van tour on YouTube of a shower in a van. I think it was like Sarah and Alex James's yeah. uh, build. And I was like, whoa, this is an actual tiny house. Mm -hmm. I could totally do that. I always wanted to live in a van. Like I was yeah. be cool, but like the VW bus, like skate dirt bag style. I was like, that'd be cool. But then Kelly, when she brought up right. like, oh, like let's do it with a shower i'm like sick which is funny because we have a shower now and i never use it no it's like I you get used to like who cares like we can go get a shower that's longer i can't wash my hair in there i was just about you, to ask comfortably, like, comfortably yeah the hot yeah. water will run but that was like my seconds. gateway into a different lifestyle so i'm glad that i saw that kind of video mm -hmm. yeah that's what we were doing for years basically right. after college until we started building the van and you'll see there's a theme anytime kelly has a crazy idea it doesn't take much to convince me she's like oh yeah. we should do this like all right cool sounds good let's do it i know i feel like that's so the epitome of your guys's personalities is like you really are in the best way like such a california energy of just like sure yeah let's do it like i wasn't surprised at all when i saw your stories in portland i was like if anyone's gonna love portland it is sam and kelly because kelly's just like coffee that's coffee delicious food delicious i love it here like that's you guys so are like true. i know you're just very like like, I feel like positive light energy. Like it's just always you're just like oh my gosh, big that's smiles. So sweet. I know it's you're. I feel like it's you're easy people to hang out with. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't take a lot. I'm like good coffee, a, a boutique that has like two cute things. 
And then we'll start um, looking at properties. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Doesn't take much. Yeah. And then stay in the van. Yeah. But yeah, no, we can fall in love with places easier. Like, literally, we always say there's like 10 places that we visited that we could totally consider moving to. But also at the same time, I can't imagine oh. staying anywhere for a long time. Exactly. Yeah, that's honestly my problem right now. The very long-term dream is to have multiple properties all, like, kind of around the country. And then just, like, that way we can have kids and, like, have a stable, quote-unquote, stable life. But also still be like, okay, I think for Mm -hmm. the next, for at least this summer, let's go to this house and let's do this. And we can, like, rent them all out when we're obviously not there. I mean, absolutely. And also, don't limit it to just America. Send it to other countries. (gasps) So true. Okay, so... Rewinding even more, you guys have one of my favorite, like, love stories of all time, and I love milking a good love story. (laughs) So, I know it might take a minute, but I want all the details because it's so juicy and so good. Tell us how you met and (laughs) how you've been together for the last 35 years. (laughs) Uh, Literally. So, we met in high school. I was smitten right away, as you can imagine. (laughs) We Uh met on the tennis courts, which is so random. Romance on the courts. Uh, We both (laughs) happened to be on the tennis team. I joined the tennis team because I wanted to wear the cute outfits and not have to do too much physical activity. (laughs) Every tennis player right now is like... Exactly. Oh, no, we had our coach was like <laughs> amazing and amazing in the sense like he didn't make us work so yeah, hard yeah, yeah. and it was the best. But uh, yeah, so Sam randomly joined the men team and uh, my like friends 15. and I were like TAs to the coach for the, the men's season and they had two responsibilities. It was to fill the, water fill the water and get the scores for the games. And we somehow like they were delegated off to yeah. the, the boys. So, anyway, Sam was one of them. And, yeah, I don't even know. Who approached who? Okay, our first conversation, looking back, is just me getting all the boys' sizes for, like, their uniforms. And Sam's response was, oh, I already have one. Remember from last season? Yeah, I did. I did. I I didn't want to bother you any at all, you know? And then the rest of the practice... We were walking around and I could see Sam like watching me. Like he kept pretending to hit the ball and then he'd like look over to see if I saw. And he kept thinking he was being so sly. And me and my friend, who we're still friends with to this day, she was like in the wedding. Like she always laughs. She's like, he thought he was being so cool. I thought I was fully watching the whole time. Truly didn't know they saw me doing it. I thought I was like, oh, this is great. And then I found out he skated and I was like, oh my God, that's so funny. Dead. Mm -hmm. But the thing that's funny is like she always looked this beautiful. From, like, day one. He always says that he was, like, a little troll rat. And I was. He wa- <laughs> yeah. His perception is he was a troll rat and I wasn't. Mm-hmm. But that's not the case. Yeah. But she, I mean, she was definitely, like... I can't imagine either of you ever looking like troll rats. That's not... I can't imagine a world in which that happened. No, he always I'll show you my. Like, I'll show you my photo. Okay, we would love to we'll see it. We'll send it. it. No, he was very cool. When we were in high school, he started a skateboard company out of his garage. He was hand-pressing wood skateboards for his friends and selling them and, like, sponsoring his friends. Mm -hmm. And, oh, my God. Yeah, he was very cool. It it was very fun. It was a really... That was actually a really fun thing. My dad and I, like, we, like, used, like, car jacks to, like, like, press these skateboards together. And I just, like, cut them. And they were, like, always... They were kind of janky because they were in the garage, but they were super fun. It was called Frequency Skateboards. Oh, my God. Cute. That's, okay, ambitious. We love it. Yeah. Yeah. And then going back to... Uh, asking her out it was the day after my birthday i said hey like you want to go uh to the she asked me if i wanted to go to the beach and i hated the beach for some reason i just didn't like it as a kid i'm like oh yeah absolutely let's go to the beach and we just kind of started dating ever since then okay my god the amount of details lacking (laughs) what do you mean you started dating ever since then was there a conversation about like 
will you be my girlfriend? Or was it just assumed because you guys were hanging out a lot? Yes. Okay, that happened, no, a, that happened a few weeks happened, later. No, so basically... Yeah, this is embarrassing for me. We but. would, like, make out in his car after school and stuff. Oh, my God, and I love he, it. like, he honestly, like, fell in love, like, right away. No, I, I, I was so smitten. It was... It was on, like, our third makeout. He was like, so should we be, like, boyfriend and girlfriend? And I was like, I think we can no, wait a little bit. Like, no, I no. I asked her. He said, I was should like, we change our relationship? Afterwards, she's like, so should we change our relationship on Facebook? She's like, let's wait. I was <laughs> like, um, I think we can chill on that. We could, we could wait on that. Yeah, oh, I didn't know how God. it went. That's so good. I was I just love, so proud. I love that you said on our, like, third makeout. <laughs> I just imagined. <laughs> yeah. So wait, no, how old were you guys? Like, is this 16, 17-ish? Yeah. I'm 16. Yeah, he was 17 at the time. Yeah. yeah. Okay, adorable. Oh my god, that is honestly, Babies, that's so yeah. cute. Okay, so you started dating, and then the transition to college, what did that look like for you guys? Oh, so I went to college first, and we were long distance for a year. I went to SF mm-hmm. State, and then we stayed long distance, and then she met and me And there was like three colleges like that where I could basically go to. One of them was the one that he was at, and two were the others. And so I toured all mm-hmm. of them, and they were just like lame cities, like not like one of them was like sacramento one of them was uh chico and some other ones and then i was like san francisco i could either be a san francisco girly or a chico girly and Mm -hmm. i'm I'm not those things Mm -hmm. and also when we were i was applying for colleges i asked her out of all these like lists of schools that she would want to go to i was like oh like which one of these seems like something you would maybe want to go to i know it's early and then she told me sf state would be really cool to go to so i'm like cool i'm gonna apply there and i wanted to go there anyways because i'm a huge skateboarder and like (laughs) it's like the skateboarding capital of america san francisco so i was like this is perfect anyway so i wanted to go there either way and it's like a seven hour drive from our hometown so i thought it would Mm -hmm. be still far away and experiencing something new. Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah, it was fun. And yeah. And we've been together ever since. Yeah, now we're married. Okay, so when I met you, I think you guys had just gotten engaged. We were engaged yeah. for about six months. Like yeah. six months, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right. Do people like listening to such long love stories? Because I'm obsessed with them and I, it's all I want to hear. If I could have a second podcast where it was just literally how people's stories, oh God, I would do it cute. all day long. Okay, so how did you propose, Sam? So I bought the ring when we were still mm. doing the build. Uh, it took us 10 months to do the build and I quit my job. I'm like, this is perfect. I'm buying the ring. I'm going to have it because we're going to finish the build in two weeks. It didn't take two weeks. It mm-hmm. took three more months, just as you could imagine. And I was like, I'm not going to propose to her while we're still building the van i feel like that doesn't seem very exciting so i wanted to do it the first week we moved into the van and on our first week i wanted to like also test it be like hey like everything's chill like we're not killing each other in the van things are great like this is awesome and i would like had so many different envisionments for it and then i just woke up one day and i'm like i'm just gonna do it today oh my god and, and on that day we were with our friends for fourth of july the night before and then the next day he kept trying to get us to go somewhere because we had a harvest host membership at the time and he was like we should go to a winery we should whatever I, and i was going hard i was like we've got to go somewhere like awesome you know <laughs> because like i was like this is the day that is happening i don't want to think about it anymore i want to propose yeah I, because it was like perfect and it was like the last day we were going to be like on this like first week before we like, went back for two days to go somewhere else yeah and mm-hmm. all, all the harvest has failed they just like weren't available so we just went to this cool lookout spot in, in santa, santa barbara in santa barbara yeah. and then i was like hey like let's film a clip like let's like you know you want to do your makeup or anything like we're gonna film a club no, i was wearing like the grubbiest outfit i had fallen asleep in the car and he we were playing like songs that i guess were like our songs kind of and he kept being so like sentimental and emo. <laughs> like i was like falling asleep and he kept grabbing my hand and like as he was driving like looking at me and holding my hand and like his eyes were watering to the songs and i was like yeah no i know it's like a really sweet song <laughs> i was like yeah we love this song and he was just being so emo and then i fell asleep we get to the place and then he was like do you want to like 
quote unquote get ready for it. And I was like, no, I look fine. Like this is all good. And I'm like, well, I tried, you know, yeah, yeah. Because like she, yeah, but also I knew I knew it was fine too because Kelly had told me in the past that she thought something was really romantic is when people would propose right when they woke up because that's who they're marrying. You know? Mm. Yeah. So, like, they'd, like, wake up and it's like, oh, good morning, here's the ring. You know? So, it's like, that's, she told me that was cute. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, cute. Yeah, okay. so I did, like, the in-between of that. And I, I told guess. him, I was like, whenever we get engaged, like, I don't want a secret photographer. I don't want, like, you know, people popping up out of the bushes. Like, I just want it to, like, be mm. us. And that's what you did, but you still filmed it. because mm. I filmed like, it, yeah. We have it filmed. But, it's on YouTube. Um, do go watch that. Yeah, we only put like 10 seconds of it in. Everyone listening. Um, because we like, we wanted to like keep most of it to ourselves. Yeah, and then sure. we like took like a tripod photo after and stuff. Yeah, it was really sweet. It was really cool. Yeah. It was a good moment. And she said yes. Yeah. Did you know that it was coming? What were your feelings that day? You had no clue? No clue. And she knows everything I about literally me. Know like, everything. I can't. I, literally, yeah. she's guessed like 95% of the gifts I've gotten her. Like in at, life, like in life yeah. before I give it to her. Like, she just knows me so super well. So this was really hard, and I was, like, stoked that I fully surprised well, her. Well, in, like, months prior, we ha- were walking around, like, downtown Ventura, and we went into this jewelry shop there, and he was like, oh, you should try on rings and stuff. So we had talked about, like, marriage and proposals and stuff. So I tried on rings, and I tried on the one that he ended up getting, but that was the only one I really liked. And he was like, oh, we'll try on other ones. Like, I don't know about that one. And I was like, okay, whatever. And then after that, I, like, I had, like, my antennas up. I was like, is he ever going to go back there? Like, because we're together, like, all the time. So I was like, is he going to go back there? And he, like, played it off, like, super well. And then even when we were packing up the van, I even, like, was like, there's no way he has time. She started like, looking in the van for I started, for like, kind of, like, touching some of his stuff to feel if I could feel anything. And I was like, damn, he really didn't do it. And I was thinking, okay, maybe, like, some months from now, he'll do it and then so no i was like fully shocked oh my god proposed i was like stop it what are you like what are you talking about because i i heard yours too how you were like shut up that's the same it was was a very similar it. it was basically the exact same reaction yeah well that's the real shock is that we do you know i feel like people who have a more traditional lifestyle it's easy to go i'm gonna go to the grocery store and then like they go get the ring or something but like i know every move henry makes which i know is that's not for everyone but like that's just the nature of our relationship even though we do have two vans if he leaves i'm like oh where are you going you know like i just know i know where he's going totally it's like i was so shocked that i was able to pull this off yeah and that's the whole story pretty much right yeah, thank yeah, you. Thanks. Okay, well, so we can end it on the wedding. How you guys just got married? A few. Well, now it's. I keep saying it just happened when really I. That's how social media feels. It just feels like it was. It just happened. But like three months ago. Yeah, you guys got married yeah. and you went on your honeymoon. So tell us just a little bit about that. Like, how was your wedding? I mean, it looked beautiful. Yeah, it was honestly amazing. Like, I feel like weirdly have always been stressed about a wedding. Just like even as a kid, the thought of all these people staring at me, walking up and then like professing my love to a partner. I just felt so like nervous about that whole situation. Mm -hmm. And so in general, we knew we wanted to have a smallish wedding. We had like a 65 person Mm. wedding. And so that was super important to us, like to have it be like intimate, like, you know, no one that neither of us haven't met before, like, that type of thing. Dude, that's what I want. And Henry's, like, pushing for these people. He keeps listing people, and I'm like, who is that? And he's like, you just don't know him because, Sydney, we live in vans. Yeah. Like, you don't know everyone. And I'm like, I've been to, like, five or six of his best friend's weddings, which means all his friends are there. Uh-huh. So I'm like, how is there six people that I've never met, never heard of. You never even mentioned them one time. Tell me. (laughs) Totally. Well, especially for us, because we've been together so long. If I haven't somehow met them, then like, there's no way. We wanted to be intimate. And honestly, it was the best decision ever. It was the best decision ever. ever. I was like, oh my God, it was the best decision. We also like, we're so excited about our wedding, but I didn't want to get too excited because I know it's just a day, you know, whatever. But I can't even just 
describe it. Like, I felt like there was, like, this orb of, like, just positivity and, like, love mm. around us for the entire weekend. Like, everyone was just friends of ours that we've had, like, throughout different stages of our life. We're getting along so well. And, like, everyone had just, like, the best energy. Nothing mm weird or annoying happened and, and also both her family and my family are like very social active like people so like it was like they got along really well and it was just like a very like positive happy such a but, fun yeah, yeah. so fun yeah, it ended up being, like, really awesome. And then we got to have Sonny be a part of it a little bit. Yeah, he came after for cocktail hour. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we didn't know what to do with him, like... Well, so, yeah, we haven't even... We haven't brought up Sonny yet. Sonny is their dog. Yes. The sweetest dog ever. We we love yeah. Sonny. Yeah, so we adopted him a few years ago, and we really wanted him to be somehow part of the wedding, but we didn't want it to, like, focus on him, like, him walking down the aisle. Like, we love that people do that in their weddings, but we're like, who are we going to have in charge of him? And, like, blah, blah, blah. So, anyways, it was, like, the perfect mix. We had him come... After to the ceremony for like 20 he, like, minutes came for cocktail hour and uh um, got a little too lit and had to leave you know yeah and like just uh -huh. took photos and stuff and uh it, we got him like this big wreath to wear it was so cute oh my god the music was awesome it was just yeah we had like really good memories from that yeah we did and then the honeymoon was amazing too we had a non-traditional honeymoon very unique honeymoon yeah <laughs> kelly clearly oh loved it she's making a face <laughs> I was like, we have to do something, like, different for our honeymoon. Like, the, This oh. is a callback to what I said earlier about when Kelly has an idea, it's just kind of... Yeah. We're down with it, you know? No, like, I saw it. Had you ever heard of the Camino de Santiago before? Never. Okay, so when we were in Baja last year, I saw a TikTok. It wasn't even a positive TikTok. It was this TikTok of this guy that was doing the Camino. It was, like, a story time, and he was like, I'm hungover. This shit sucks. Like, I don't know why I chose to do this. Like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what is the Camino de Santiago? I just, like, started, like, following his journey. And he wasn't even, like, a big TikToker. Like, I just thought it was really interesting. And I was like, how cool. You walk for, like, days. <laughs> on days on end through these mountains in Spain like that's freaking sick and so I was like we should do that for our honeymoon and we did and it was like the hardest shit I've ever done it was like the least romantic thing to do on a honeymoon. Oh my god, yeah. Oh my, we're sleeping in hostels. With we're like already, a bunch of other people and yeah we're, we're literally walking eight yeah. to ten hours a day and like hiking like gnarly oh, inclines like it's it was like the best thing that we could have ever done and like the whole time we were bitching like just like oh my god what were we thinking but it was so cool like yeah. i'm so glad we did it but yeah it was one of the most unique experiences we've ever done yeah. without yeah. a doubt and what's cool is we were in paris first for a couple of days to have like mm. a trip like a little bit more traditional and then we stayed for another three or so weeks afterwards having so, like, like a going, traditional like european doing other thing. stuff so like we had yeah. so it was like the middle yeah. the, the majority of it but then we did other yeah stuff. i just i imagine like someone in a hostel being like oh my god so like tell me your story and you guys being like oh we're actually on our honeymoon like the stranger just leaving across across me being like oh fun <laughs> in a, literally that's what happened we were in bunk beds like with strangers across from us using like a hospital sheet oh my god uh, like across the bed it was literally no, people, hospital people sheets. would like the people on the camino would literally call us like the honeymoon couple because like they were like shocked they're like what are you doing here oh my god i love it but so not that it should ever be a regret but like if you did it over again would you do the same thing if i could do it over again I would do the same thing, but I think I'd do the Portuguese trail yeah, instead of the Francis say. trail because basically the Camino Francis trail is mm. over 500 miles long. And at our pace, which we were going as fast as we really could, would have taken us 35 to 40 days to complete. So basically, like at, so you'll have the hardest day of your entire life. Like it's like almost walk doing a Mount Whitney hike. 
like every mm-hmm. single day in terms of length and like el- right. elevation on some days is like pretty gnarly. And then when you're done, you're like 30, uh, 33 more days. Oh my God. But the Portuguese is, one is... is the Portuguese one is 14 days. Yeah. And oh, like, it's oh like, it's because we, the majority of the people only, what is it? Like 5% of people do the entire thing. Cause the majority of people don't have time to do take that much time off work or like whatever because it takes like 40 days yeah i would actually like even though it was so hard and like kind of miserable for some points i would maybe one day in my life do the portuguese one i would love to because then like it's like oh like every day is like oh like only one more after weeks like we got one more week and we're done you know right yeah after a first week you're like wow we got like four more weeks like this is crazy oh my god yeah, I feel like the light bulb just turned on, and I, I'm in two weeks. I'm gonna see you guys, <laughs> like in Portugal, being like, "Look what we're doing now, folks." <laughs> now we're passionate about it. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Well, that's very cool. I feel like that's a really cool thing to like hang your hat on, if that's the right saying, and be like, "You, that's what you guys did." Totally. Like, that's a it's fun like story. It's something to tell the kids about one day. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Wait, what is like your dream honeymoon? It's so hard because I have so many dream honeymoons. This is my current pickle, okay? Which this might shock some people, but I want kids like ASAP or like maybe a kid. Like my best friend had a baby, her sweet baby boy yesterday, and my sister just had her second baby. And so it just makes me want to have a baby with Henry now that I like, now oh we're engaged gosh. and I can, I'm starting to picture more of a future with him and so i have that one thing in my mind all the time but then i also you know the traveler in me wants to literally go to every country on the face of planet earth probably before i have kids because i just know that it becomes obviously much more difficult it's possible but it's a lot harder wait so are you saying you might not be able to have a honeymoon because you would have kids no i'm just saying i have no idea if like do i want like Sometimes I see people with like a three month honeymoon and you go to all these different places and do all these different things. Or if I would do something completely different, like I have no idea. I just don't know if I want to travel the world or if I, you know, I feel like I want kids before we even get married, but that's not going to happen. Don't anyone get excited on the podcast. I just like, I just. Kelly, Kelly always said that. Yeah. Kelly always said it was way more romantic to have a kid before you get married. I, well, it's hard. <laughs> my mom listening to this dying. I, well, that, oh my God, I know. Well, I can just picture my parents being like, do not do that, please. But then I can, I feel like Henry's mom is going to call me and be like, are you pregnant? Please tell me that you're pregnant. <laughs> I am not. You're like, this is my announcement. Yeah, no, I just, I'm so, I feel like honeymoon included and future, like it just, I have no idea what I want to do. Maybe for the honeymoon, we'll do something. You could do like a week somewhere. Okay, maybe this is what we could do though, is maybe we do have a long honeymoon, like three, four months, and we go absolutely everywhere and we just try and have like one big hurrah. Not that it's the last one, but like knock off as many places as possible. Like all of our, maybe like we each choose a top two or three places we want to go and do all of them. And then we'll come back and have a baby. Who knows? (laughs) I mean, that sounds amazing. But we don't have one single plan in place. We have absolutely not a clue. No clue. Does it feel better saying wife and husband than it does fiance? No, fiance is such a fun word. I don't know. I, I like saying wife. I think it's cooler for me. But Oh my God, I hate saying fiance. Yeah, true. Because it sounds like kind of like fiance. I end up always saying boyfriend. Totally. I literally feel like I'm bragging. I feel like people are like, okay, we don't care. Like if the server is like, oh, do you have another person coming? I'm like, oh yeah. Fiance. My fiance. Yeah. But it's like, I can't, if I call him a boyfriend, then I feel like I'm doing Henry dirty because he's so not my boyfriend true. but yeah. i i can't say husband so it just every time i'm like no i uh 
yes, no, there is a person coming. My significant other. You know what's interesting is I feel like I haven't <laughs> even had to introduce him that many times as husband. Like, I, rarely. She, he... I'll, mm. I'll check with my wife. I'll, I'll he talk loves to her. saying it's that so on the fun. phone. It's incredible. He loves yeah. being on the phone and being like, I'll check with my wife. It's such a pride thing. It's cool. <laughs> okay, but honestly, I love it. Henry has said that jokingly, like, once or twice, only if I'm, like, in the room and within yes. your shot, and then he'll look at me and, like, yeah. wink at me. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so cute. It's so funny. Oh my god, okay, well, love the entire story, honestly. I just love a good long love story. Like, it's few and far between these days. So wait, so you guys met when you were 16, 17? How old are you guys now? I just we're, turned 27, so both 27. Yeah, 27. Yeah, she turned 27 last week. I didn't know that we were the same age. Oh my god, cute. You know, we're very young, you and I, in the van community. I know, which is funny because I feel like an elderly person in the van community when it comes to like the fact that we've been doing it for so long like sometimes totally i feel like people look at me and they're like oh this girl okay like we know what like we know what your day looks like sydney we get it i'm just like yeah i know i've just i've been doing it for this. that's another thing that i think the new van will help me with is like maybe visually it'll be stimulating oh yeah oh my gosh you'll get such a like a new fresh like yeah. ideas Fingers and crossed. inspiration and stuff yeah we are definitely younger i think in the van space but I also really love, like, sometimes I get DMs from people and they're like, hi, I'm in high school and this is what I'd really love to be doing when I graduate. And I'm just like, oh my God. Oh, the cute. fact that high schoolers yeah. are like aspiring to do it, it just makes me so happy because at least it's broadening their horizons to not having to go to college right away really or not cute, having yeah. to do the things that even we were like, you know, my parents were like, you graduated high school, obviously you're going to college next. It wasn't even a second thought totally. of what I was going to do. And so, yeah, I just think that'd be super cool. Same. Yeah, it is pretty cool because I feel like everyone we meet on the road is like mid thirties or like early. Or thirty. Or yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I always feel like a baby when people ask yeah. my age. I'm like, I'm twenty seven, twenty six. No, I kinda I kinda get so because I'm like, nah, like maybe we're ahead we have in some, life. We Who have knows? some years ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I always feel pumped. I make fun of Henry all the time, like as if he's I mean he's thirty two. He's still young, but like I always feel like a a wee little child in every room and I'm always like, sorry, you guys all wish you were twenty seven. <laughs> I mean I love being twenty seven. Okay, so in terms of van life and your relationship, has van life impacted that at all? Has it changed anything? Not that there should be more negatives, but like, I feel like there was a few months last year, maybe it was around the Gabby Petito thing, random thing to bring up, but like, I saw a lot of couples kind of coming out, sharing some, mm -hmm. I guess, inside info on their relationships and how their relationships were altered in van life, positive and negative, which I guess just opened my mind to maybe it's like, you know, it's all just very different than what they might share or what you see online. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like van life has impacted your relationship or changed it in any way? Yeah, I feel like even having been together for so long, like we still weren't in one living in one vehicle. That's also our driver, you know? Mm -hmm. So like we still had a lot of separation. So like once all of a sudden you're, you're together 24 seven, you run into so many more problems and just like, you know, get more annoyed with each other or like get on each other's nerves mm -hmm. or whatever. There's so an adjustment like, period for sure. For an adjustment period for sure. And also like if we ever spend time outside of the van, like whether it be like an international travel or like at our parents' house for a couple of weeks or something, we'll give ourselves like pep talks before we go in and be like, okay, so if we run into these problems, let's try to like talk it out before we get pissed. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we're just like obviously constantly together, but I think because we've been together so long, it's different. Like mm -hmm. we've met couples that, you know, maybe were together for like a year before they started living in a van together. And we've seen them break up or whatever. Like we've literally grown up together and like mm -hmm. seen each other through crazy situations in life. So I think that's helped. Yeah. But we definitely get, like, super irritated, like, mm. on each other's nerves. I mean, like, as you know, like, 
the van is the size of a very small bathroom. You know what I mean? And said bathroom is breaking every single time you drive over a bad road or you take a turn too quick. So, like, there's just constant stress all the time. That's just happening that doesn't Mm -hmm. happen in an apartment or Or a house. Or, like, when you leave to go to work all day and then you come home together. Yeah, and, like, there's just all of these general stresses that, like, you have to get used to, you know? And it's, like, very... That's part of the adjustment period. But I think we've been doing pretty good in the van. And I feel like because we, like, generally get along so well and, like, can laugh at the same things... Right. That eventually, when it's time, we're like, oh my god, lol. Like, we're so dramatic. Yeah. And we'll, like, make um, fun of ourselves. I'll be like, no. remember when you freaked out over, like, whatever? The majority <laughs> of it is her roasting me and then me roasting myself <laughs> and thinking what she's saying is hilarious. Oh, yeah, because yeah. I can roast him. Like, he can't be roasting me. No, there's <laughs> no. not much to roast. You know, like, there's I, there's a lot of material I give her. But for it, sure. usually, once we, like, mm-hmm. are over an argument or something, we're, like, roasting. We're like, not us getting pissed about, like, Oh the God, drawer so kind of flew yeah, out a little like, bit. Just like, put, all you have to do is put it back in, yeah. you know? Oh my gosh, because we bungee our drawers, and it's always an argument because I usually have to bungee them before we get in, and I always yeah. forget. And then the drawers will come flying out, and like. Yeah. But they like, only oh. come flying out when I make a turn, and I usually need to take turns a little right. bit quicker when I know the bungee it's like, cords whose are fault on. Is it really? Mine, because I did a bad job with the it's drawers, hard to say. you know? Oh my god, honestly, we love Sam for the accountability. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. No, no doubt. Like, the drawers are the way they are because I built them that way. But, the, but bungee cords are great. Love that. And it's never her fault when she forgets. Totally. It's your fault for not reminding her. And we all know exactly. it. Exactly. It's like, like when, the wet, when it's cold outside, it's my fault. Like, that's on uh, me. I, I'll, yeah. do, I'll do better tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. This morning, I was like, I was not being mean to Henry at all. I was just like a little bit quieter than usual but for no particular reason. Like, okay, I do rely on caffeine, but the taste of coffee it's the taste. It just brings me to life. Like I wake up every day craving it. I go to bed, just can't wait to have it next uh-huh. morning. Same. And so I hadn't had coffee yet. I was mm-hmm. just being a little bit quieter. And so Henry took his little rental car to Starbucks and he told me he was going to be getting Starbucks. I was like, okay, great. And like five minutes later, he rolled up and had my ice oat milk latte. And he'd also gotten me like two or three things from Starbucks for food. And I was like, oh my God, that's so sweet. I didn't know you were doing that. And he was like, I am just trying to feed you. I can tell you need to be fed. <laughs> I was like, honestly, we love to see it. Oh my gosh, that's so sweet. Wait, also your coffee machine is like amazing with the blended part. Don't even get me started. I know. I mean, I don't have like a crazy electrical system in my current van. It's really just that this is because of my inverter. I cannot be using my coffee maker and like plug in a bunch of other 120 volt things. Like, you know, I have... That's what's like. Yeah, with us. like I need to unplug my because my teapot also plugs in my kettle thing. So I have to like unplug my kettle to mm-hmm. plug in the coffee maker because I warm up my oat milk on the kettle. So I have to like wait till my coffee's done being made to then warm up the. Wait, wait that's so smart. Wait, we need to be doing that because it ruins no. the coffee to put cold creamer in. No, Kelly's been super pissed because I've been so annoyed. We got yeah. a coffee. We also got a coffee. It machine. like separates from the coffee, and I'm like, I don't want cottage yes. cheese in my coffee. This is, looks disgusting. But you just have to be careful not to burn the milk because it will happen quickly. So you. You just have to, like, get it nice and warm. You can see it, like, warming up and foaming and stuff. I don't pour it out of the long teapot thing. I just pour it out of the open. That's a hot tip right there. Wait, are you going to bring the the new, like, one that you have with the blended part to the new van? 
Oh, absolutely, yes. Okay, good. Well, it's nice because it makes iced hot and the blended. So I'm like, how can I make... I can't find anything... I saw it at Target. I can't do anything better. Like, no. And it's like my light blue color. Like, that's my color. <laughs> so what else am I going to do? And I, I do love a good coffee fiend like myself. I appreciate this type of conversation. No, and I always say I'm not addicted to caffeine, so don't get me wrong. It's the ritual of waking up 100%. to that taste. It's not about the caffeine. I mean, the caffeine is a hurt, but it's not about yes. the caffeine. No, the caffeine does not hurt. And this is what I've told people too. I really wanted to be like my dad when I was like very little, I mean, my whole life. So when I was like three or four years old, he would go out on the front porch or sit in the recliner and he would have coffee. So I would ask, I started from a very young age wanting coffee. So they would basically pour me a whole sippy cup of milk and then put a little bit of coffee in it. Like a dash. Yeah. yeah, but by the time I was, like, 12 or 13, I was drinking fat cups of coffee. Like, I was just... I've been drinking coffee for a long time. Uh-huh. You're the same, yeah. right? So, yeah. but what people think... Their first thought is, oh, then you are so addicted to caffeine. And I'm like, no. My body doesn't even recognize uh-huh. caffeine. I could drink an entire cup of coffee right now, and I could be asleep in an hour. Same. Yeah. Doesn't like, do anything. Henry can't have coffee past, like, noon, because he's like, I'll never sleep tonight. I'm like, cannot relate. Do not understand. Yeah, it's not the caffeine for me. It's the pure joy that it brings to start my day it's I just don't want to start my day until I've Mm -hmm. like had that during my day I feel like I'm very chaotic with work like I do a five million different things for five minutes sometimes it's like I own the first hour of my day and it's just gonna be it's like the Mm -hmm. constant in every day Mm -hmm. Kelly is so seen right now are we getting emotional about getting email (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, yeah no Okay, so going back to your relationship for just a quick second, just a little bit longer. Do you feel like the your communication, it has to have been improved to the point where that would carry on into potentially living in a house after van life, right? Like, I feel like it does push you to talk about things more or even just like where I think other other people, it, maybe they can't joke about it as quickly, but in a van, you're it's like, well, we're either going to joke about it in an hour or like, what are we going to do? Hate each other when we're sitting two feet away from each other? Yeah, I mean, like we always say like we have like a disgusting amount of communication like too much where we're like um can you tell me what you meant by that (laughs) or whatever um like i am not the type of person that like he'll say something that i didn't like and then i'll hold it in and say like days later i'm like immediately i'm like wait what was that within like immediately so i mean by the time we have a house i just like the communication will hopefully be even easier and better Mm -hmm. but yeah no i mean just because I think the van is like a pressure cooker of like all these different like chaotic things that don't happen in a house or an apartment or whatever. So, I mean, by the time we get to a house, I feel like it's just going to be the easiest thing. Like luxury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have plans of having a house? I mean, like our hearts for sure, but like our bank accounts, no. Mm-hmm. That's something you know? that'll hopefully change then. So, well, because you'd probably want to live in California. Yeah. I don't even know. Like, it's just not even, like, savings-wise, like, even a potential possibility. I don't imagine that to happen for, like... A few years. A few years, at least. Yeah. But no, um, we're manifesting this year. Yeah. No, you should be manifesting. I was actually going to say that when when you said that, but I feel like that's a really good thing. It's a very honest thing to say. Like, I feel like I'd say maybe the first year I was on the road, I was like, well, I was broke for longer than a year, but I just mean the first year I felt really defensive of like, like I wouldn't admit that I was in any sort of financial anything because so Mm -hmm. many people were coming at me. Now people are like, you live in a van, you must be filthy rich. Where, But at the time people, yep. But five years ago, people were like, oh, you live in a van. That's so sad. That's so pathetic. You must be so poor. And so I was like, 
no, no, I'm not. I swear. And it was like, uh-huh. no, I really, I really didn't have a lot of money. And like, I was also yeah. in my fucking twenties. So like, fuck you, like just yeah. because I, you know what I mean? Like I'm no more broke than people what living in apartments and having to pay rent. And like, I'd rather be at least trying to save and also traveling and seeing beautiful places and like mentally totally. well than to be like struggling and broken living in an apartment and like head down in Chicago at a job I hate and a life I hate. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like the dichotomy mm-hmm. of the two. Oh, a million percent. Yeah, I mean, we're, like, completely honest about that. Like, our manifestation-wise, like, that's not going to be the case forever. But, I mean, I think about that all the time. I'm like, I'd much rather be not in the financial, like, place that I want to be in now than be in the life that I was in before. Like, that created more financial oh my security. God, yeah. yeah. Whenever I get really, really stressed, I'm like, worst case scenario, we have an <laughs> asset that we can just sell and we'll have way more money than we ever had while savings, paying yeah. in our savings. A hundred percent. Than when we were working full-time. Yeah because we're living in LA area it's expensive and like with inflation everything going up like crazy everyone yeah like just... I'd much rather be doing this and like not be able to do all the things we want or have the savings that I want than do the opposite that we were used to be doing exactly right so it is a trade-off but this is the start of our um Manifest- yeah it's our her- no, wait it's she bought a hat girl era. yeah she bought a hat with a four have you heard about the lucky girl syndrome yes i've seen the tiktoks okay i don't think i've talked about this at all like on any like publicly at all but i, I didn't know about the whole like lucky girl specific thing until i saw that tiktok where that you know you're saying everything works out for me i'm so lucky like that particular thing which i do genuinely believe like in putting that mm-hmm. into the universe but for probably the last like i don't know six months or so i would wake up and i mean it's on it's the first thing on my calendar every single day it just says manifest which sounds corny but i know exactly what that means and i look in the mirror and i this i'm honestly so embarrassed that i'm admitting that i say these things right now no i love this i mean i genuinely felt like a shift i feel like in my life since doing it but i will wake up and i before we got engaged which that would have happened regardless but I said thank you for my husband essentially what I heard was say things that have not happened yet yes yes so I said thank you for my husband thank you for my healthy beautiful baby thank you for my gorgeous home thank you for five million followers on TikTok which I know to other people sounds stupid, but that's, I make my money off of it's that your shit, life, so yeah. it is what it is. Thank you for earning this amount of money this year. Thank you, like, saying the things that I don't actually have yet, it's almost like whether you believe in universal bounce back or not, starting my day that way every day, it starts my day being like, you know what? No, put your mm-hmm. effing makeup on and make the video because you don't know if that's going to be the video that makes you grow or makes this happen or makes that happen. Mm-hmm. And so it does kind of catapult the the beginning of every day of mine and I do totally believe in like the fact that however you want to work it or however it works it definitely has like reciprocation I mean is it not like a proven thing no I think it is that when you (laughs) yeah that I feel like it's a proven fact that when you say these things out loud especially the way that you're doing it is like something that I've been trying to structure in my own like life and mind is to whenever you do like manifestation meditations like you literally picture everything to the t in the detail Mm -hmm. of what you imagine yourself like looking like in the world around you looking like in like your most perfect highest dream and it's like really smart how you're saying like they also suggest doing it how you do it where it's like saying it as if you already have it you know right because then it's like really manifesting yeah that's i heard somebody probably on tiktok being like if you believe in the universe and all those things you're like claiming the energy like i claim the energy of having a husband i claim the energy of being healthy myself i claim the energy of having a healthy baby i claim Mm -hmm. i claim the energy of having financial stability 
and like whatever. And so, yeah, I just... I'm living for it. Yeah, and of course, you still have to, like, also not be, like, an idiot and, like, because, like, with manifestations, like, you still have to, like, try to put yourself in these places to get there, like, financially or with love or, like, with a house or whatever, but I just feel like putting that it's just like you know good energy out there yeah. you know uh to make it sure it's actually proven the original person that did this was jim carrey back before he was actually famous <gasps> the check actor. for a million dollars he would, right so he would drive up every single night to the top of a mountain in la and then he would literally just like scream like i'm an actor i'm gonna get a check for a million dollars today and he would do it every night or like every week for years and then like it happened that's awesome that's so he's cool. the original. He is the original. I think I remember him saying it in an interview that he wrote himself a check for a million dollars to himself from himself. And yes, he did. Yeah. Yes, he, he did. Like, One day I will be able to cash this for myself with a million dollars in my bank account. And then, I mean, now he's Jim fucking Carey. He has a million dollars. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's what we're trying to yeah. do. So pertaining to a million dollars, I do have a question written out on the topic. If someone gave you a million dollars tomorrow, would you still want to do van life? And maybe you upgrade vans or you do something differently, but would you still live on the road or would you want to buy a house and do more traditional lifestyle? If it were up to me and we had the million dollars, I would love to do like 50 50 like i'd love to have a house and live on the road that would be like my dream like like ha- like be in baja for like four mm-hmm. or five months and then go back to like a home base because i feel like that's one thing we're missing is like a home base that we feel like super happy at mm-hmm. yeah because like if you had asked me when we first started van life i would have said like van life forever but now that we've you know, we're going on like one and a half, two years. I would love to maybe like 75, 25, like have a permanent residence somewhere that we like love and we feel comfortable in, but we don't lose the freedom of the van. I couldn't agree more. I don't think I ever want to live without both. Yeah. But right. Yeah. It would be amazing to have an actual home base. That's so like, oh, like we have a bathroom and a shower in here. That works. You Cause know? you think you'll always have your van. Uh, well, yes. Okay. So Henry and I have been chatting. I feel like we've changed quite a bit over time. Like you mentioned at the beginning of van life, I would have definitely said, well, I would have said I wanted to do it for a long time, but now my God, it's been five years. I mean, I don't think I thought it was going to be five years either. So it, I mean, it does just kind of evolve. Yeah. That's a long time. What I think we really are craving now is something quite similar, but I follow Renee Roaming, who has an episode on the podcast, but they have this like beautiful house in Washington and they essentially, they also have a van and they take the van out for these trips. But when they're home, she's like cozy in a blanket on this, you know, giant computer, which is really the thing that gets me good is like a desk and a computer is like all I want in my life. Mm, I love a good desktop. I know. And I well, I haven't had one in forever. And so, but she can like edit videos, plan the next trip. And so she can say, okay, well, let's go on this next. I don't want to be too specific because maybe this isn't exactly what she does, but I feel like it's what I've seen. Like we're going to go on a, a two month trip to X, Y, and Z. These are the videos I'd like to make. Obviously, I'm sure she does impromptu ones too but like plan some hikes that she wants to do some content she's gonna make be as specific as possible that way when she goes out for those two months she's getting a ton of work done she's getting all this stuff done then she comes home and can go through all that footage edit as much as possible and it's just like this ongoing cycle of like i'm gonna reset sit at my laptop drink a coffee it sounds yeah so nice that sounds awesome 
I feel like I can get, I guess, less productive in my van. I wake up yeah. and I'm in the same space and I'll be like, I don't know, somehow it's like 11 a.m. already and I haven't like done a lot. And so I'll be like, fuck, I guess today just is a waste of my time. The day's over. And it's like not over at all. But I just tell myself yeah. that because I feel stale. Yeah. And I just feel like that particular solution would be nice. That's all. Totally. And like still having the freedom of the van because I feel like once you try it and it's like hard to ever, I imagine, go back from that to have like that ability to take a vehicle yeah. that you could sleep in and feel so comfortable in dishes, refrigerator, whatever, and then like go wherever you want at any time. Like I would never necessarily want that aspect gone. gone. Yeah. yeah. Same here. Yeah, same. But yeah, if that million dollar check comes, like, <laughs> then you're gonna things get a will house. change. Yeah. No, no, not if. Kelly, yeah. not if. Not <laughs> if. When? When? When it happens. True. So true. Yeah, I cannot imagine not having a van at all the friends i have who moved into houses like after their whole van life journey and they sold their vans regret that decision because you get so used to just being like meh i'm gonna go mm, here tomorrow yeah. and when you look out at your driveway and you like no longer have that piece of freedom that you feel like you used to have i can only imagine mm -hmm. after so long it kind of like eating away just a little bit but not speaking for everyone just my friends. Totally. Okay. Well, I have a few, um, like random, not rapid fire questions, but these are in no particular order. These are hot topic questions that I get asked frequently. If someone wanted to do van life and did not already have a dog, would you recommend that they get a dog to do van life with and have that extra companion? Or would you recommend them holding off so that they could do other things that like a dog might complicate? Yeah, totally. It's funny. I think we might have different answers with this one. I always okay. tell them if they don't have a dog, just wait a little bit like just enjoy the full freedom without but mm -hmm. i also am like i love my dog and i wouldn't want to live in a van without him so same it totally depends on the dog too and like their limitations because there's certain things that like we just simply can't do because we have a dog and like if you're into like national parks you can't the, yeah. if you're like a national park but person just in don't general, get like it depends on like your dog's personality like you know we don't like let him off leash like he's on like a long 30 foot but then there's always like off leash dogs running around so like i don't know it totally depends like but if you're like you know a single guy and like you want a super active dog then that's super fun but i mean usually if like i have a single girlfriend who's like oh my god i should get a dog i'm like i don't know like you're pretty active like you're always flying you're always leaving like are you gonna like feel like you're gonna be held back by a dog like i don't know I think in a couple situation too, but it could end up being like your best friend. So I, I also wouldn't want to take right. that away from someone. Definitely. I also go back and forth because I mean, I never did van life for a single day without Ella. Like I can't imagine not having her to, I don't know, cry to, laugh to. Like I, I remember yeah. saying before Henry was in the picture or I think even before I got Pearl, I remember telling people like I would probably go days without laughing if i didn't have ella but she makes me laugh every day which means i went to bed at least having laughed That's like really yeah like i mean That's she's really like sweet. they're goofy dogs but if i she wasn't there i would be able to fly and go on trips and like life would be less complicated for sure i could get up and have much more freedom than i already had but like mm -hmm. it's like it, am i willing to sacrifice that for daily like smiles reasons to get out of the van like if i was alone mm -hmm. with no dog in my van so true unconditional yeah. love yeah, no, getting out of the van is one thing. Like, if I was solo, I would definitely have a dog with yeah. me. And, like, having a dog with you is, is like, having a third person. Like, we talk about him like a, he's a right. human all the time. And like, he, he did the most hilarious <laughs> thing or, like, like always. What like, a goofy like, guy. Like, I personally can't imagine it without him. But, you know, I can see why people don't want one. Totally. It's so complicated. Right. I don't know. It's up to you. That's the answer. <laughs> when did you get Sunny? Winter of 2019. 
The winter. The winter, 2019. Yeah, the cold winter. He was yeah. not a COVID pup. Oh, no. That's why he I was, wanted to say that. He, the he was pre-COVID. Yeah. Oh, okay. Is he a beach dog, winter dog? What does he like? He's a, likes He's the lazy sleep, and a lazy he just dog. likes the sunshine. That's all. He, he likes to nap we outside. We were just saying because, like, mm. we were fostering a puppy, and we're like, Sunny is so easy. Like, he's just the easiest dog. Like, he just sleeps and gets in the sun we're like we take it for granted because then when we like foster or take care of a dog that's super high yeah. energy like that also depends if you want a dog like are, are you high energy or you're not because like a lot of times we're like lazy and we don't want to go like you know hiking all day or like or deal with know, getting their energy out mountain you know? biking or something like sometimes we just want to like chill yeah. actually most of the times we don't want to do stuff like that so like to have a dog <laughs> that's like on our level like that is like so peaceful. He's a perfect dog for us. Yeah. Oh, so are you guys fostering the dog I saw on Instagram today, Papaya? Okay, so... Yeah, I don't know if you want to include this no, or not. No. It turned dark because she has Parvo. <gasps> Oof, okay. No, yeah, that's fine. That that happens. It's Mexico. No, it was... Yeah, the, and it was so sad. Yeah. It was a very wild 24 hours we experienced. It yeah, was like, crazy. she was like this cute little jumping bean angel, and then the next day, we're like, wait, she seems so different. This is so weird. She's not eating anything. And then we, like, took her and her sister to the vet, and then they're like, they tested her, and they're like, Parvo. But the only thing is, so is hospital. we're putting out really good vibes, because we think that it's being found super, super early, because she had such a big personality, mm. like, the day before. No, she was the cutest And, like, so is. cute, and we're like, you know what, you're gonna survive. We're giving her a bunch of pep talks. We're like, you're gonna come back to the van. It's you're only gonna be gone a little bit of time you're gonna get healthy and then you're gonna live like the good life again like yeah stay strong so basically she was yeah we had her for basically like 35 hours okay and then she like got covered we're like what the hell is going on yeah, that's never that's never happened to us before. Oh my god, I know. Well, Parvo and distemper is like rampant in Mexico. I know. Yeah, it's ugh, both and, are gnarly. Yeah. But yeah, we were fostering her, and then hopefully we'll be fostering her in like the next few weeks but when like, she gets better. And we will foster again. But like, just when you foster other dogs, like it makes you grateful for your own dogs too, because they already understand your flow, and, and you like, understand their flow. Yeah, and it's just such like yeah, isn't yin and yeah. yang. Oh my god. Oh my god. I know. We've had Abby now for several months because essentially, which I guess. This episode's probably going to come out before Henry and I even really explain anything else. But I get a DM every day asking if we're keeping her or what's yeah. going on. She's the little black chihuahua that we've had for a oh, long yeah. time now. She's from, from Mexico. The last time we were in Mexico, which feels like an eternity ago. But essentially, we got Abby because she was so small. People always make jokes. Oh my, and I always go along with it because, I mean, is it really worth a conversation? But people are like, she's so small. It's like not even having a dog. It's honestly like having two dogs because when you're laying in bed, small takes up no space. But whenever you go outside, they're so much scarier. There's coyotes, so there's birds, there's yeah. other dogs. Like, honestly, you have to just be staring at them constantly. And Abby doesn't have great recall. She's obsessed with Henry. But like, especially with him being in this rental car and stuff, I've just had her a little bit more often. She doesn't listen to a thing I say. She just is, the only reason I'm saying, I love Abby, but the only mm. reason I'm saying this is because you said like, it kind of disrupts your flow sometimes. And it, she really just doesn't understand Mm -hmm. exactly you know how our life works and you really do take it so for granted because our dogs like ella just yeah. knows like ella when i say totally. go up there she jumps into the van Get she it. goes onto the yeah. bed she knows exactly like yes. we just you work around each other Seems so funny. perfectly yeah and she has been just particularly tough i think she's a great dog but we are not keeping her for anyone who had their fingers crossed we had a family that was going to be taking her in san diego so we were going to be keeping her until we got to san diego and then when we got here that just fell through they could no longer take her and so then we had to find someone else and now we do have someone else but they cannot take her for the until like two or three weeks uh. 
yeah. from now. And so we just are holding on to okay. her. And they're for sure. They are for sure. It's actually someone that Henry knows from New York City. So they're going to be coming. Oh, cool. Yeah, super cool. And we'll get to see her in the future, which is always our favorite thing. So That's the best case scenario. Dream. Oh my God. That's, that's the, the dream. dream. Amazing. Yeah. When yeah. your foster gets to go to someone that you know, like, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. That's This will be the second or third foster that's going to someone, like, in our circle. And so I am very excited that we can go. Oh, Especially, amazing. Abby could not care less about yeah. me, but I'm happy that she'll get to see Henry again because she is, like, attached to him like I've never seen a foster dog be attached. Like, she's going to be devastated for a few days. She will love her new family. She's not a van life dog. She's going to, she'll love being in New York. That's the tea on Miss Abigail. I love that you guys foster, though. I just think that that's the cutest thing. I'm fingers crossed for Papaya and her sister. Yeah, fingers crossed. Parvo, though, if you do catch early, it's definitely survivable. Distemper is a different story. It doesn't matter when you catch it. Yes. Um, but Parvo, like, Papaya should be a nice little ripe Papaya soon. Yeah, uh, I know. We I were, just, like, looking up all the stats and everything after. They said 70 to 85% survival rate mm. if you catch it early. And, and I like, think we did. Yeah, and when they gave her the shots, she reacted, like, really, like intensely intensely to the shot which is good like she's not so lethargic that she doesn't care yeah yeah yeah. totally and then i gave them a little turkey and they they were down with it so like like i think Mm. it's not like they're like on their deathbed right now so yeah at least not no like no i'm saying like at least not papaya yeah okay well we have to know how she does we are realistic over here so we do want to know i'll update the people on on miss papaya she's a very cute little puppy that they what what's the rescue that you guys work with down there so people know saving baja paws in Todos Santos. Okay. And you guys have worked with them before? Yeah. Yes, last year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we love. Yeah. yeah, we should... I'll have Henry maybe reach out to them because we've never worked with them before and we are just obsessed with Mexico dogs. Yeah, and when we go back up, we didn't have time last time, but we can work with Plus Los Adoptables. We want to, like, maybe we'll bring dogs up it. and, like, help yeah. stuff out more on our way up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, anything is great, but even, like, and, and for anybody listening, if you're ever going through, even just, like, walking some of the dogs, you know, it's all volunteer-based, so even if you can go for two hours and just walk a few of the dogs and just get them out of the space and just kind of, like... Oh, totally. Yeah, just kind of, yeah. like, walk them around the yard because they do have, like, quite a yeah. bit of, like yard space i mean anything pris is always just looking for help because i mean she runs she does have some people that help so i don't want to discredit them but she is like the woman in charge and she does a lot of it herself but yeah i love that you guys do that i'm just gonna ask last couple questions you recently got into pottery random i know okay well so the details of you wow well, you guys closely we're, we're we're friends here i see all of the things that yeah i know i know i love the details you're adding in okay well so did you do pottery before van life at all no like i just have always been obsessed with pottery like other people's ceramics when Uh I had like friends in college that knew how to do it I was like fascinated with them and I just always thought it was like too hard to do and it is it's so hard but I was determined to do it and then when we got back from our honeymoon Sam was like you've talked about it for so long you're signing up for classes and you're starting because we had like a gap in between the honeymoon and Baja and so I started and I'm obsessed and I'm not good it's so I'm fun trying. yeah it's so fun I, it's like so hard to do on your own and I got some like air drying clay to do here I made a really cute piece and it already broke it was dope though it was dope yeah I'm actually gonna try <gasps> to sign up for classes down here but it's so cool too because it's just like a creative outlet and it's like you can't get attached at the same oh time like I'm sure uh, you've You've taken a class before. Yeah, I love pottery. So fun fact, I did pottery for all four years of high school and I was like obsessed. Like my mom has my random pottery shit like Stop. all over her house because I just was like making random things. Dude, I fucking love ceramics. It was yeah. ceramics class is what I took. And so I was like, oh my God, I oh love it. Oh my gosh, it. I love that. But I haven't done it since high school. So I'm not I'm not sitting here claiming it. Yeah, I don't claim pottery. It's been like a decade, but I, I did used to love. 
<laughs> no, I am fascinated when, like, people are good at it or they have, like, a cool style to their ceramics or whatever. Like, I'm so fascinated by that. I think that's really cool. Okay. Well, so the real question was that always moving and, like, finding new things like yoga studios or pottery, like, places to do certain hobbies. I feel like it's very easy in van life to, like, let go of all hobbies. I feel like I've done that the last five years and I've not been good at all about like just trying to dive into anything whether it be new or like I did yoga teacher training I'm a certified yoga teacher never taught a class because I moved into the van right afterwards so like what would be your advice I guess in terms of like jumping into new hobbies or encouragement maybe for other people because I feel like a lot of people listen who also live on the road or maybe they just are in the grind of house and apartment living and like not jumping into new things fresh things you have a fresh new hobby so yeah I think it's so easy to go about life like doing your daily routine and like letting the creative like joy slip away because you're like oh I have this this and this I need to do but I think you just have to like make it a priority like even two things I really wanted to start doing was getting back into reading and doing pottery mm-hmm. so I got back into reading I got a kindle like on the way down here something I've never done before I read four books in a week because we had like so much time on our hands I'm like who is she I never would have done that before I just like found like yeah just like some interesting topics like just trying to make it a priority like to continue to have creative outlets because when I was younger especially I was like very crafty and always doing trying new things like making jewelry knitting like all of these things and I'm trying to dude I did the same thing I used to love knitting (laughs) who are we we were 90 (laughs) no a hundred percent but yeah no I used to have like all these like creative hobbies and passions and so I'm just trying to get back into it you know I think a lot of people as they get older like let those go to the wayside so I'm just trying to do it more because it's easy to let it go to the wayside yeah 100% yeah well and I feel like Sam you've always been really good about never giving up skating like skating something that makes you happy and brings you joy and so it's just something that you've always stuck with yeah it really is and like it's just been so fun like since I was like 14 I was like obsessed with it and like yeah like, when I started working full-time, it was, like, I was kind of bummed because I couldn't skate that much anymore. It was the first time in my life where I couldn't really do it. Mm-hmm. And now being on the road, it's just been so cool. Like, I'm going to all these, like, random little cities and hitting the skate park. And, like, down here, I skated today with a bunch of other friends today down here. And it was just, like... Yeah, it was so cute. The girls went to yoga, and then the guys, like, he randomly started finding, like, guys that skate here. And so, like, they went mm-hmm. to the skating class, and they all picked us up from the yoga class. Like, they were all waiting outside with the Sweaty. dogs. Like, in the gentleman's corner. I was like, this is precious yeah it was it was really fun like skating's just like it's such a thrill and it's just such a great workout and it's just it's the only real thing i like doing you know that's like a hobby perspective you know and i've liked that since 14 yeah i love that i love that you've always stuck to it i also i feel like kelly you're such a good like hype woman like you always are like in the background being like oh my god videos i posted i'm like Woo! yeah yeah hooray <laughs> and i'll like tell him i'm like do the ballerina one because i don't know what any of them yeah. mean Just so hop on one of those poles yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i'm like hooray oh my god okay cute because i she, know it's impressive i can barely roller skate i'm like whatever you're doing is not in my wheelhouse also like she does take really sick photos she's taking some sick photos of me skating yeah, yeah, there's some cool photos and video. No, but yeah, roller skating, like, I remember us talking about that one time. I'm like, it doesn't make brain sense to me. So to see someone, like, skating and flipping around and, like, going crazy, I'm like, it doesn't, I'm like. Dude, I've never been humbled faster than a year ago when I bought my fucking roller skates. I was, like, watching all these girls on TikTok, and they were like, I just started roller skating. And they Same. weren't even insanely talented of course those ones exist Mm -hmm. and i love watching those but i was like i'm not going to be doing that for a while Mm -hmm. but they would start and they were at least 
moving forward. And then I put them on my feet. And I kid you not, I literally put them on my feet and tried to stand. And I was like, how am I supposed to stand? I'm rolling. <laughs> like, I'm I'm rolling all over the place. No, and it's so humbling being, like, an adult woman. Like, falling over like a baby deer, like, on skates. Like, it's so humbling. Where do you go that's, like, flat, long pavement and there are no people? That's Henry will be like, this would be such a great place for you to get out your roller skates. I'm like, are you yes. joking? There's 35 people here. You think I'm getting out my roller skis? I, no. Sam is the exact same way. And of course, like, he's, like, annoyingly good at it. It's oh, my God. Classic. Henry had the great idea, which I did do one time, and it was the best I've ever felt on roller skates, was getting out his hiking poles, and I used them, like... It's a ski. Yes. Like, it was an immediate change yeah. to where I could at least roller skate forward. And, like, if I started to lose balance or anything happened, you just put the pole, you touch the pole to the ground, and immediately it's, like, fixed. So I didn't feel so much, like, what's happening here. But I still wasn't good. And I was like, now I just look like an almost 30-year-old girl with roller skates with fucking poles. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, honestly, uh, for as far as learning, that sounds amazing. No, actually, like, Loki yeah. sounds super fun. Yeah, no, it was good, but I haven't done it since that day, because I'm, for someone with social anxiety, I mean, it's my forte is not embarrassing myself. I mean, it's my nightmare. <laughs> Literally. Maybe I could skate with you, because you I wouldn't could be... Do so ashamed <laughs> yes. no yeah. you two could just like hype each other up the worst part is that everyone would think that you and i would do great together but what's going to be bad is whichever one is is worse than the other is going to leave feeling so much worse <laughs> oh so true. Like, so true. no and i wear like full knee pads full elbow pads like wrist guards yeah i thought henry was crazy because when i got the roller skates he was like well you're not touching those until you have full pads and i was like henry i don't yeah. need knee pads i'll get a helmet but i don't need knee pads i was like after five seconds of being on them i was You're like give it all yeah i was like elbows yeah. wrists knees i need a full body cast yeah. <laughs> like i'm yeah i'm definitely breaking bones <laughs> yeah. okay no but we will do that together because that honestly does have to happen good i'm a good teacher too so i can help okay well so last question future travel plans what's happening and then we'll end on like where people can find you and how they can follow you and stuff all of the above i feel like this year is the most like vague we've ever had all I don't we even know, know so far is oh. Baja we usually have so much planned ahead but I feel like we're open to so many things this year yeah I literally don't even know what's happening next month yeah so I we like people are like, how long are you staying in Baja oh, don't know it's a great feeling like what are you doing after don't know yeah I have no idea the possibilities are endless Give us a good idea. You should go to Canada, British Columbia, west side of Canada. We did go in June, actually, but only for a week, so I'd be down I to wanna, go again. I want to like, go to Banff and stuff. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've never been. I would love to go. Yeah, I, that, that's a good idea. Yeah, well, we'll send it together Still in your new Still international traveling. So have you done much of Washington? No, Not a lot. We wanna, that's definitely something we could go back to. Yeah, I would love to go back oh my to the KW yes. and spend more time there. You would love Bellingham, Washington. It's my top recommendation. We never went there. We drove past it. Oh, it is. Seattle, respectfully, there's some, like, great places in Seattle. Again, food we love. But, like, I don't really yeah. generally love Seattle. I don't feel my, my safest totally. when I'm in Seattle. But Bellingham is fairly close. It's, like, north of Seattle, maybe an hour or two. Bellingham is, like, one of those places I could stay forever. Like, okay. it is top tier. Just so fun. So beautiful. The people are nice. They don't mind the vans. There's tons of food, tons of oh coffee. Gosh, I love. It's just like, it's my favorite city yeah, no, in we Washington. We would definitely go back. Yeah. I also really want to go back to Montana because we've been watching a lot of Yellowstone. Oh, I don't know if you've ever seen Yellowstone that. Oh, Yellowstone is the best <gasps> show ever. I've never seen 
seen Yellowstone, which I, it's absolutely ridiculous that I've never watched it because I'm obsessed with Yellowstone, but Montana and Wyoming are my, my favorite places ever. If I could live anywhere, it would be Montana, but Bozeman is just, it's more expensive, I feel like, than Southern California. But we went to Montana and Wyoming the first, like, six months of the van, but, like, I'd love to go back Mm. now, like, having this obsession of Yellowstone and, like, how beautiful it is. I would love to go back there this year, hopefully. Have you been to Yellowstone? The actual park? We drove through it. It was closed because they closed the park for a week because of snow. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I want to go. Yeah, Yellowstone and the Grand Tetons, there's... I think Yosemite is... I mean, obviously stunning Yosemite in California, but I don't know why, but for me, it was like, I feel like maybe because of on social media, like you just see so much of Yosemite. It's like the Eiffel Tower. Yes. It's gorgeous and it's stunning, but like you see it so many times in your life that it's like, it's exactly what I was expecting. Uh Uh-huh. Yosemite looked exactly how I expected. Right. I had never really heard of the Grand Tetons. And even now, I mean, they're a little bit more common, but I feel like I I drove through Yellowstone and, and I drove through the Grand Tetons and I the whole time I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Like, it was like shocking. And like, there's just mm-hmm. bison everywhere and wild horses and bears and you're just like the wild horses is so oh my god they're so sick yeah Yeah, i love the grand tetons yeah the whole time you're just like i cannot believe that this is real life is this happening to me yeah oh my gosh no i would love to go back yeah same i haven't been in a couple years so i'm talking to myself at the same time (laughs) yeah just telling myself all the things yeah, my goal is to go this year in between these trophy trips. I would love to go. But hopefully I see you guys in Baja. Do you think? I would be really bummed if we don't go down to Baja. I think it will happen. The real point of having to figure things out is, do I go in my current van or do I go wait until the new van? I don't really know. Send it in the old van one last hurrah. Yeah. And then just donezo. Right. And don't care if it gets dirty Yeah, because then don't care yeah. if it, mm-hmm. you know, it gets stuck in the sand, fuck it up, who cares? Yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. I originally really wanted to take the new van as like a, I'm in this new van, I'm doing this cool thing kind of vibe. I don't, I'm not actually tied to that idea, honestly, at all. Like, I'm to- so down to do a big last journey in this van. I feel like that would be cool. Yeah. That would be so fun if you guys came down. Yeah. Oh my God, yes. Okay, so where can people find you? On Instagram, we post on our stories like every single day at Sam and Kelly's van. You will also see cute content of our dog, foster dogs. Aesthetic (laughs) photos. Yeah, fun recipes. You know, all the fun stuff. Yeah. And we also post on YouTube as well a couple times a month. Yes. Just Sam and Kelly. Oh, okay, cool. Okay, well, thanks for coming on the podcast and talking to me for so long. I'm so sorry. I take up everyone's time because I can't shut up. Well, neither can we. So thank you so much for having us on. This was really fun. Yeah, this was awesome. Thanks for having us here. Bye, guys.